Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for AMC's The Walking Dead. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And we might have a little bit of lag tonight because Aaron is way out in the middle of the woods somewhere looking for Sophia, right? <laughs> What's her face? What? What's so- her name? Sophia. Sophia? I don't know how you say it. Oh, I was saying Cynthia. Cynthia? Now, see, call- you've been calling the wrong name. <laughs> I've been just wandering around calling out for Cynthia for like three days now. I feel like a complete idiot. Ah. Like I just wasted my time. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, so the music that you just heard at the beginning of this is my brother's band called Mysteriana. Uh, Mysterianamusic.com. Go there, find the theme song that he wrote for us. It's pretty cool. It's about four minutes long, and you can check that out at their site. Uh, do we have any news this week? Uh, the news I had is I was listening this morning... Uh, while I was walking, looking for Cynthia, uh, to one of my favorite podcasts, The DS Report, with Bill Simmons. He's a writer for ESPN and Grantland. And he had on a guest, uh, David Jacoby, who does a lot of his reality uh, coverage. And if you think that we are completely off base when it comes to Breaking Bad, or, my God, uh, Walking Dead, you should totally listen to that podcast because it's basically a defense of everything I hate about The Walking Dead. Really? Okay. Their position is they don't want the plot to make sense. They don't want to care, to care about the characters. They want to see more gruesome zombies uh, killed in inventive ways. They want <laughs> uh, they want like uh, dead rising, I guess, style, like tying chainsaws to paddles mm-hmm. to get inventive zombie deaths. They want to. They want HBO to pick this up so they can see naked female zombies. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so there's a little bit of disgust tinged with lust. I was like, my jaw was slack. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Um, because my position is, I don't know why you can't do both. I don't know why you can't uh, have a zombie apocalypse show be about more, uh, you know, the human condition and care about the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that, that's the thing. If it's just going to be zombie porn... Uh, I'm still like on a podcast about it, and, yeah, and I'm still on the fence. And the the thing about that is, everything else in the zombie genre is zombie porn, right? Like the right. one thing that this was going to do differently was bring the humanity into the zombie world and really tell the, right. the dramatic story. And I feel like they're not doing that as well as they could. Um, whereas, sure, they could go the other route and just go totally gory. Uh, but that's what everybody else does, so I don't know that I would want to see that again, you know? And the thing that's annoying for me is that writers, uh, even good ones, are cheap. Compared to special effects budget, actor budget, on-location budget, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, hiring a few good writers and giving them the time to write a cohesive plot and development and having someone that cares about that, um, I think is something that I would really like to see. And I think, you know, the people saying, I don't understand why you're so hard on the show. It's like when AMC, the birthplace of Mad Men and Breaking Bad, options a thoughtful comic book set in a zombie apocalypse, hires Frank Darabont to Helmet, who, you know, he of Shawshank Redemption fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I expect a little bit more than just zombie porn. Absolutely. So, but anyway, that's the only news I got. I will probably not link that to the show notes, but I will link it on Facebook. So if you want to, uh, if you're curious about that, you can either hit up 
the BS report on grantland.com or you can uh, sign up on facebook.com slash bald move and I will post the link to that podcast. Cool. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into the recap then. Um, let's do it. The, the first scene that we get is the rest of the group arriving at the farm kind of uneventful. So I won't spend too much time on that, but that goes directly mm-hmm. into Otis funeral, which, uh, I hear you had a couple problems with. Did you read my review at all? I did. Yeah, that's where I got that from. Oh, okay. <laughs> because man, I was laughing out loud. At, <laughs> it's like Shane putting on those fat redneck clothes uh-huh. uh, with the shaved head. I feel like cost him fifty IQ points as a character. <laughs> well, and my problem with it is, I don't think the fat clothes were fat enough clothes. I think Otis would have been wearing even bigger clothes. I mean, they were pretty comically large, but yeah, probably not as comic. He should have looked like Jared from Subway, right? Exactly. Like, <laughs> like going around in his Jared pants? Yep, yep. He should have been swimming in those clothes, and I don't feel like he was. He was swimming, but it should have been an Olympic-sized pool, not like, <laughs> you know, kiddie pool. Yeah, yeah. But like it seemed like he really upped the red the redneck uh you know the but oh you want a loss of moon or something about uh just get the moon in the dress. I, mean, I don't know, man. It's like I felt like he was going to have bubba teeth in. Yeah. At yeah. one point. Yeah, well it's and, a combination of the clothes and the ears, right? Oh, oh. Yeah, I'm I'm almost beyond noticing the ears. I think I'm finally getting used to them. I'm not, man. I, I can't get really? past the, the – especially now that he shaved his head. It just amplified him. It really does. It really does. Yeah. So did this scene work at all for you? Uh, I felt that the the dialogue was a little clumsy, but I, I thought that the acting – I thought the acting was better than the dialogue in that scene. And that oh, if I he thought Herschel was good. Oh, well, I'm talking specifically about Shane. I thought he did a pretty good job as far as um, – just portraying the emotion, but the actual words he was he was saying didn't strike home with me at all. Oh, not me. I just the way he was kind of shifting and from foot to foot and slinking around and you know doing his hang dog is fresh. I, it wasn't working at all for me. I, I, it was pulling riots of laughter from me, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Well, see, that's kind of the story of this whole episode for me is. I, I went into it, and when I first saw it, I thought it was really bad, actually. I didn't – nothing happened. Um, I thought all of the acting was really bad. But then I went back, and I've seen it like three times now. And this third time that I watched it, I noticed a lot of really subtle things that I hadn't picked up on on the first couple of viewings. And and a lot of it was acting-based. A lot of it was um, – some of the dialogue was better than I thought at first. Not in this particular scene, but in other places. Uh, so I really like benefited well, from multiple viewings. And to be fair, I have a problem laughing at funerals. It's it's super <laughs> off-putting. Shame I find them just hilarious. I mean, it's I, 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 the people stop inviting me to them, but it might not be <laughs> AMC's fault ne- necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> so after the hilarious funeral, uh, Herschel uh, Herschel basically agrees uh, after very little argument to turn the farm into an armed camp, right? I mean, well, no, uh, I think he agreed to have one sentinel. No, no, he agreed to have one person with a rifle, which he, he refused to have guns. But now, OK, you can have a rifle for a lookout. Um, 
And then he, he fair, also agreed to Dale. he also agreed to a training camp on the farm for weapons, which is where Shane and Andrea and uh, what's his face went. True, but I think it's like one of those things where it's a negotiation. Uh-huh. And the other thing is Herschel. I read on his face that he was kind of trying to gauge because Herschel has no weapons. These guys have a lot of weapons. Mm-hmm. And I think I read on his face that he was judging how far he could push this because, you know, I think he's worried that Rick is pretty reasonable, that he sees Andrea and, like, Daryl and Shane as these kind of hothead. Sure. And, you know, he's got to be thinking, my God, I've got my daughters and myself here and we're unarmed. These guys can just take everything from us. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, He doesn't know these people at all despite what they've been through on his farm already, you know. Right, right. um, But you could definitely tell uh, these people standing around, these are the go-getters and the leaders of the pack. You notice everyone else who's not, like, alpha dog is over doing some menial task. You've got everybody, like, carrying wood and stuff in the background, and they're making the plans. So... Oh, for sure. And this this becomes relevant when, speaking of Wells, when we get to that part... Mm-hmm. Uh, the complete lack of adults in that situation or what led to the tragedy, <laughs> uh-huh. in my opinion. Uh, so they talk about, like, um, Maggie was really concerned about uh, what do they do if if they find Sophia, if they should shoot her. And Maggie was getting concerned, and Herschel gave her a significant look like, hey, uh, you know, don't let's, let's not talk about that right now, which... I was debating whether we should have a spoiler section. I think we should definitely have a spoiler section because um, we got some things we need to we need to talk about. We should definitely, but I, I have another interpretation of that look. Uh-oh. I think that look was Herschel telling Maggie not to get involved with these people. Don't concern yourself with their affairs because they're not going to be around here very long. We want them out of here. Okay, See, I, I, I thought that was meaningful about like, hey, look, don't start with. Asking about, well, yeah, kind of like stay out of their affairs on this, but I, I interpret it as... Yeah, I, um, I know what you interpreted it as, but we'll do it in the spoiler section. <laughs> okay, okay, because it's just... like hard for me to have that interpretation without doing that. Also, with all apologies to our professional pat, uh, podcast critic... Uh, Daniel WB. Uh, I, yeah, Daniel WB. Um, I've got to upgrade Maggie from Zombie Armageddon Hot to just plain old hot. Oh, yeah, because of the side Because boob? not just even before the side boob, I just thought she was really delicious. Uh, everything about it, the hair um, was working for me. I mean, just I thought she was by far, hands down, the most attractive person that's been on this show, D- including sure. Amy, who got eight the first of the season. Yeah, including Daryl, right? <laughs> uh, uh, yes, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, they showed her on The Talking Dead, uh, after the show, well, after like three hours of the show, it was crazy. Um, right. But they showed her on the talking head, and apparently she has an English accent that I didn't know about, which makes her way hotter. Are you telling me that there's another British person trying to be <laughs> redneck? Yep. Yep. What can they not find rednecks in America? Have we run out? Yeah. Is there a redneck shortage in Atlanta specifically? Yeah. Yeah, we've got listen. We've got some listeners writing in from Atlanta that I think could round up a couple, of, you know, people with authentic Southern accents. <laughs> Probably so. Although, although I haven't noticed her, so it's not too shabby. Yeah, I was kind of taking notice after I 
found out she has an English accent, and it wasn't great, uh, but it wasn't mm-hmm. terrible either. So I, I'll let it slide. Mm. Okay. Um, so I, I was uh, also noticing in this scene, and I know we're spending a lot of time on this, but I just had a lot to say about it. Uh, either these actors are actually malnourished, or the guy who's in charge of making people look hungry is a freaking genius. Because these people look like they are on the edge of death. Especially, like, Rick and his wife. Yeah, Lori looks... And they've all got, like, black circles under their eyes, like they're extremely tired Uh and hungry, and it's just really good. Yeah, I I noticed that as well. Um, The survivors, other than, like, T-Dog... Uh, and to lesser extent, Daryl looked pretty, or, or starting to look emaciated. Yeah, yeah. I guess Shane's still pretty healthy looking too. Mm, yeah, I haven't really noticed too much uh, whether or not he looks horrible. I, I mean, what about Andrew? Well, Felicia Day, Felicia Day didn't think she he looked malnourished last week, <laughs> so I'm, I'm deferring to her female opinion. Okay, cool. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on. Oh, at the end of that scene, by the way, Daryl is still awesome. He's He just goes off, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to go look for her. Um, yeah, in fact, uh, uh, am I okay on my own? I'm better on my own, loser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't need you. Uh, so next scene, Lori tells Shane once again that he should stay. Can we take any right. more flip-flopping? Can, we, can she cross that line any more times? I don't know. It's, it is annoying because... I think she doesn't feel it for Shane at, at, anymore at this point, but she wants him to stick around for, I guess, his usefulness. But uh-huh. she is letting him draw the wrong conclusion, I think. I mean, did, hmm. did you think that they played that as, like, Shane still loves her and wants her, and Lori wasn't going to set him straight on that? Um... Like, she could have said, I want I want you to stay. She could give her. She could have given him the Princess Leia speech. Yes, I want you to stay. You're an excellent leader. You're a good fighter. You're, you know, uh-huh. that kind of thing. And she'd rather kiss a Wookiee. <laughs> right. Exactly. But yeah. but instead, I think she used um, maybe her womanly wiles uh, inappropriately there. What do you think? Uh, I didn't pick up on that, but you could be right. Uh, I'm sure the writers are setting up another flip-flop again in their relationship, as they always do. Uh, right. But whatever. Uh, so the right. next the next scene is a really short one, but uh, it's Maggie explaining the water situation. And, and mm-hmm. it's, this is kind of key in this situation because they've got the zombie in the well later on. Um, and apparently mm-hmm. that's well number two. The one that the house draws off of is well number one, and there are a total of five wells on the property. So, oh, I thought there was four. You thought there was three, is it five? I think she said specifically five, yeah. Okay. But I could be wrong. It might be four. There's, they have many wells on the property. Exactly. So unless the entire water table is contaminated there, they should be okay to drink from the house water for now. Yes. yes. Which, which is very important unless they're using that as a way to get them off the farm, which I don't think they are. Okay. Um. Which which actually brings up something interesting that I'll bring up when we talk about the zombie in the well. But the next scene is um, Shane showing Andrea how to use a gun or how to strip it and rebuild it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think they're setting up these two characters to hook up. I really do. Now, what do you... Because there's... Um, 
this could be a second love triangle because uh, I've gotten the impression that Dale uh, cares for Andrea a little bit more than just as like a neighbor. Mm-hmm. So do I. Um, so do you fit? And I feel that I've gotten since the episode, the first episode, that Shane and Andrea have a little bit of chemistry there. I do too. I actually think they have more chemistry than Lori and Rick for sure. I think a fence post has more chemistry than Lori, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Better, better curves, too. <laughs> oh, now you're just being mean. I know, I know. All right. Um, so the next scene, uh, Lori asks Glenn to pick up the pregnancy test, and she doesn't do it just by saying, hey, get me a pregnancy well, test and don't tell anyone. She slips him a piece of paper. Well, see, here's the thing. Um, when I first saw this, I guess I was being naive. I'm like, did she just give Glenn a a tampon shopping list? (laughs) See, I was going to ask the question: Did anyone realize? Did anyone not realize what they were talking about here? But I guess well, there you go. The dumb one, the dumb one here, did not. And I'm (laughs) like, what? I mean, there are some husbands that will not do this for the wives. There are some boyfriends that will not do this for girlfriends, (laughs) and she's. So it's like, you know, obviously that's not. That's not what happened. But. Well, I mean, even if Glenn, even if she did ask Glenn to do that, he doesn't have to face down a cashier, you know. So he'd be okay. That's true. Yeah, that's true. He actually found some way to make the situation even more embarrassing than that. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so, so what do you well, think was well, well done, Glenn? What do you think was on that paper? It obviously didn't say pregnancy test because Glenn had no idea what it was, right? Uh, that's a good question because I can see someone putting. Like, you know, Max, I, I, I know I can't see, because Glenn acted like he was completely dumbfounded about, what is it? Uh-huh. I mean, and she, you're not going to write down a specific a specific brand, because how the hell do you know they're going to stock a exactly. first alert? or uh, First alert's like a fire alarm. No, I, I can't think, think of uh, the one. Like EPT or something like you can't you can't tell what brands. I think she put pregnancy test. Jesus. Exactly. So I'm so, wondering if actually when Glenn said, what is it, if he was talking about the baby. Like, is it a boy or a girl? Uh, uh, well, no. Why would he? Because uh, that's like, <laughs> you know, getting the horse before the cart. you got to find out if there's a baby or not before you start asking, yeah. what is it? Definitely, definitely. Okay, well then, I, I don't know what maybe, was on that paper. Maybe he was just asking in general, like, what's going on? Like, who needs it or something like that? And she was like, that's the exact kind of questions I don't want you to ask. Or, maybe she meant it more like that. Maybe she drew a picture of it, and he didn't. he had no idea what it looked like. <laughs> Is this a digital thermometer? What? <laughs> exactly. All right, that could be. Yeah. Uh, so then they we cut to them finding the zombie in the well. But wait um, a second, didn't we skip over Herschel telling Rick that he him and his folks were going to have to move on? Uh, yeah, I think that was at the tail end of the scene where they they're turning it into an armed camp, right? Uh, yeah, I had it just before this tampon shopping list. But okay, did you have what a comment do you, on it? Uh, what did you, I mean, did that surprise you? Uh, that he was telling them to move on? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know why a guy would, knowing what's going on, kick somebody out of that farm, you know? Unless they had done something yeah. wrong. Especially seems like, it seems like these people have things to contribute Sure. Um, having more people around is better than not having people around when it comes to the zombie apocalypse. As I mentioned 
in my review, survival review, there's so many things these guys can be doing vis-a-vis fortifying the fences, fortifying the house, mm-hmm. you know, having more physical bodies doing that. I mean, obviously, it's more mouths to feed. It's more water and energy consumed. Uh, but you would think that the benefits of having, you know, the people around to work the land and do all that stuff would outweigh the drawbacks. Yeah, you, you would think, think so. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll get uh, a little spoilery on that at the end there. Okay. Um, so, back to the zombie in the well. What? What is the point of the zombie in the well scene? Was there any? Dude, I I am so angry about the way that whole thing went down. <laughs> I don't even know what the, I don't even know where to begin because it was just harebrained from start to finish. It was absolutely. It was stupid of the, it was stupid of the writers. It was stupid of the characters. The way they behaved. I don't for. Uh, do you want to just talk about the whole scene start to finish from now? Yeah, let's just take it as one lump because it's it's cut up in the show, but we'll do it all together. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, let's just talk about the whole thing. I mean, here's my deal. So you find this zombie in the well, and they're like, "Well, let's just shoot it and cap off the well." And they're like, "Oh, I'm up. Contaminate the water." Okay, maybe. It as seems if like the corpse dancing around in your water isn't contaminating it, you know. That's what I'm thinking because that skin. I mean, you can you can see just looking at it, his skin slid open, and mm-hmm. he's probably been you know swapping skin off in there the whole time. The cows have been drinking the water just fine, so kill the dude, uh, dump a bunch of bleach down there, and forget about it. <laughs> okay, sure. I mean, like what the, the zombie shit can't be unless it's like extraterrestrial in nature. It's got to respond to the things that a normal virus or bacteria be affected by it. so i think if you would dump a bunch of sanitizer down there it would kill I yeah but then do you I, I want mean, to be would... drinking sanitizer for the next 10 years you know i mean yeah probably I, guess not. I guess i'm not you can kill it and then scoop it out and then dump <laughs> bleach down there and be fine no i mean right? no i think they're 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 thinking that they need to get it out of the well is good but the way they approach it is insane you don't lower someone down towards the zombie why what does that be- well, gain you yeah i mean the other thing is like okay first of all they went from well uh spam ain't working to let's lower glenn down way too fucking fast <laughs> yeah you'd think they'd be like let's try lowering a dog down there or let's try uh-huh. lowering a chicken down there or something else is lo- alive or uh-huh. let's rig up some kind of way to lower the lasso down so it encompasses the whole... I mean, you could get yeah. three-foot, four-foot-long sticks and a cross, make these rope around the circumference of that thing, lower it over the zombie, and then pull it up and cinch him. I mean... Yeah, or tie it, four can, ropes to the to the circle and lower it down. You've got a bunch of people there. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, like, if I can, in real time, think of better plans than these idiots... <laughs> <laughs> then the writer should be able to, too. I and it really destroys my suspension of disbelief. Like, the fact that Glenn would go along with that so meekly, I'd be like, fuck you and fuck you if you think I'm going down there. Yeah, there's no way you would lower me into that thing. No way. And the, and they use the rickettiest, shittiest rope I've ever seen, uh-huh. uh, braced against the rickettiest, shittiest equipment I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, there sure. was no well, it's a rickety, shitty at plan. all. What do you want? But but I mean, here's because... here's my thing. The the scene as a whole 
does nothing to progress the plot, right? Because they've already no. they've already nullified it by saying this is in well number two where it doesn't freaking matter because well number one is where the house draws. So what is the point of this scene? Just to show zombie gore? They could do that in the woods with Daryl. He's off hunting Sophia. Right. So what yeah, what purpose definitely... did it serve? Yeah, and the thing is, is the zombie's also been down there for a long time. So there is no sense of urgency in getting it out that particular afternoon. If you need to think and engineer a safe solution to do it, uh-huh. take your time. Why don't you get other people on the farm involved? Maybe have like a meeting about what should we do about the fucking zombie in the well. See, and uh, Shane was I leading just, this whole thing, which I have a problem with, because he's supposed to be now the guy who's concerned about survival and doing anything it takes to actually survive. But he comes right. up with this harebrained plan to lower Glenn down into the thing. That doesn't make any sense. No. Uh. And the thing is, the people are the, the people are mad about us saying this. I just got one thing to say. If you ask the people that are writing the show, do you want the viewers to care about the characters? They would say, yes, we're trying to make a quality drama here. This just happens to be about zombies. Yada, yada, yada. If they just want to make zombie porn where I'm rooting for the characters to die... Fine, but I don't think that's what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. But like, if you enjoy the show on that level, that's fine. But realize your enjoyment of it as a result of the people making the show failing to do what they're trying to accomplish. So that's fine. You can enjoy the result of it. I'm just saying that it is a failure. Uh, <laughs> when when I've got a character that I'm supposed to care about and think is smart and actually kind of like volunteer to get into a well with a zombie after 15 to 20 minutes of consideration mm-hmm. that is a deal breaker for me i think glenn is yeah. now a fucking idiot yeah it doesn't it doesn't put him in danger it makes him look stupid that's what it does yes like and i again i was laughing the whole time that they're dangling him down and he's shrieking like a little girl uh. um and it was very cool when the zombie split in half and you know, ended up contaminating the well anyway, but... Oh, yeah, fantastic like, I just, effects. I mean, the the effects team right. on this has been A-plus from start to finish. Right, right. But like you said, that this thing didn't... I know, I know nothing now about the characters that I didn't know before. I think slightly less of most of the characters involved. <laughs> and it didn't advance the plot. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's advance our plot a little bit and go to the next scene then. Uh... The next scene is Rick and Herschel admiring the scenery. Basically, uh, Herschel's got Rick out. Uh, I don't know what he's doing outside. Like, does Herschel not realize this guy has drained all of his blood and now he's, like, out working on the farm? Yeah, he can't walk through the woods, but, you know, come on out here and help me do a full day of work. I mean... Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah. So, so what did you think about all the uh, God talk in this and, and how Rick and Herschel both handled that? Um, I, you know, because I, I, up to this point, I liked Herschel, um, and I don't mind the God, I, I honestly think you can do well-written God talk, but I thought Herschel came across as insensitive. Like, if I just had my son shot, and someone comes up to me and says, well, it was all God's will, how it worked out, I'm going to call you an asshole, <laughs> and I might take a poke at you. Uh-huh. Like, you need to cool it, or you need to maybe ask the person's opinion and listen to them and and take on their emotion and whatever. And if you want to say something a week from now, or like as a you know something to the 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 part on, if you're going to kick him out, fine. But mm-hmm. I just I, again, I felt like 
this is the writers of Herschel all over the map. He is a hard ass that's going to kick them all off the farm as soon as they're well enough to travel. Mm-hmm. But then he wants to get philosophical and like, look at all this gorgeous farmland I got here, Rick, and let's talk about how God needs a plan for all of us. Yeah. See, I, mean, I, don't, I don't understand how this lines up with his comments earlier about how the, the, the AIDS thing with the cleansing of the earth and all that. I mean, is right. He's go ahead, and, and, and he he's been so cool and laid back about his outlook and like just quietly confident and not having to, you know, like not responding to Lori being a bitch and all this kind of stuff. And this episode, he just seemed like he was inappropriately zealous. Hmm. I don't know because he has hit Rick once once before with the God talk, uh, and Rick. I forget exactly how he handled that, but here I really like how he did handle it. Um, uh-huh. Herschel's trying to tell him, oh, look at all these great things that have happened to you, and he's well, he comes back, well, look at all these horrible things that have happened to me, you know? Like, uh-huh. oh, your son uh-huh. survived miraculously. Well, he was shot. He he didn't survive right. nothing happening to him. That's not what he survived. Right. So, uh, yeah, I didn't, I felt like that conversation was all over the map, but in the end, I liked that Rick kind of put him in his place and just walked away. Yeah. And, and, and I, I don't actually have a problem with the way Herschel uh, did his, his speech. I thought actually, I think the guy who plays Herschel is a great actor. Um, and I didn't yes. think the speech for, cause I, I know a lot of religious people and I didn't think it was necessarily over the top or anything that kind of struck true to me. I kind of thought he played with like a little smile or smirk. Like you poor, you know, you poor deluded idiot. You think God's bad just because he shot your son? Hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. I think if you are going to approach someone that just had his son shot and almost died in a zombie apocalypse, you need to tread a little bit more carefully than that. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> sure. Okay. Well, let's uh, tread on then. Next scene. Darryl's- oh, we also we also we also glossed over T Dog's change of heart vis-a-vis the rednecks. Uh, Are you glad that they just kind of, like, watched that under the bridge? Wait, wait, wait. His change of heart vis-a-vis the rednecks. What do you mean? Yeah, he was talking to Dale, and he said, hey, uh, oh, you know, I'm yeah. fucking... That, that was during the, so not... the zombie well scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just right before. He's like, I'm not weak. I'm not a coward. That talk wasn't me. Mm-hmm. And Dale's like, cause, cause, uh, like, well, you know, I don't even remember what we're talking about. Yeah, I thought uh, Dale handled cool that. Dale, yeah. And I and I like Dale and T Dog's kind of outsider in the group relationship forming, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of sad to see T Dog completely abandon that line of thought because I thought it was you know maybe a little reactionary but kind of valid too. Well, I I think the other thing that T Dog is doing now is he's stepping up because when if you notice yes. when Glenn falls into the well, he's the guy who catches him and. He is straining his ass off to keep him from falling into that well. And I thought that was really cool that he's showing some value. He's showing some initiative with Dale, things like that. I think that was a bit of a turning point for him. So we might see him become more useful. I got to say, I'm surprised he has that much strength in the arm that had a severed artery (laughs) in it just like a day or two ago. Sure. I'm amazed that he was able to grip that rope and probably burn the shit out of his hands with that. Probably, yeah. anyway... Yeah, no, I, I I like the scene. I just wish the writers hadn't completely abandoned that angle because I thought it was a good angle for the group to have. Sure. So I the next scene that I want to talk about is one where Daryl makes what I think is his first dumb decision. 
Okay. When he goes, in, he's out in the woods and he finds basically Sophia's camp, right? And then he well, goes out into the it's woods. It's not Sylvia. Sylvia. It's not Sylvia, probably some child. I thought it was Cynthia. <laughs> Sylvia, Sophia, whoever. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's some child. And what, who do you think is it's going to be out in the middle of the woods? It's got to be Sophia. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's, I think that's a natural conclusion. That's the conclusion I drew anyway. And, and like, he, well, shit, some kid, he, some kid camping here must be Sophia. Even if it isn't, Daryl... Daryl goes out in the woods, he shouts a couple times, and then he leaves. You do not leave. Right. This is the mission that you are out to accomplish. You have found somewhere that is probably a base camp for that kid. You need to stay mm-hmm. there. You need to stay there at least yeah. a day or two to see if that kid comes yeah. back. What you don't do is wander back to the fucking camp and not even mention it. Exactly. Exactly. I Especially mean, when you're trying to comfort the mother. Well, I found her. The place she's been sleeping looks like it was freshly used. Maybe that might. Yeah. Help. Let's get. Let's get everybody out there and stand out from the house and call her. And I mean, yeah. I just. Uh, I want to talk about that too. And I like. I actually like the scene between him and Carol. Um, but I had a huge problem with that. And I almost feel like the show intentionally did it. It's like, well, we don't have enough time to deal with it in this episode. Mm-hmm. So we're going to just have him come back and, you know, it's like if you didn't have time to deal with an episode, maybe you shouldn't have showed it. Yeah, yeah. Instead of wasting time fucking around that zombie in the well, it would have been awesome if they had been able to fully explore this line, right? Sure, yeah. I mean, but it seems like the only reason they're doing it is to extend the length of the episodes they've got. And. I've I've got a real problem with how they've been handling the Sophia thing. It's dragging out way too long, right? Yeah, I don't believe that girl survived three days in the woods. Neither do well. She's only been out two so far. I guess this will be the third. But here's my real problem with it: is I actually think this episode was way better with the Sophia stuff than the past two. I think the past two episodes should have been the the Sophia storyline should have been. Them like Daryl stumbling upon her sleeping place, and then whatever's going to happen next, because that yeah. would have condensed it. It would have made me still care because I don't care anymore. She's dead, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, right. and it wouldn't have dragged on so long. So I, I think they've really screwed up with that plot line. Yeah, I think again, there's a lot of people on the internet are calling out the show's pacing, and I totally agree. The pro- the show's got pacing problems, and uh, it doesn't need to have to, again. I'm not nitpicking just for nitpicking. I'm nitpicking because this doesn't need to happen. They yeah. didn't have to waste time with some of the stuff that they'd waste time on, uh, like the zombie in the well. They could have resolved the Sophia thing. They could have, you know, not spent so much time with Gavin at the church mm-hmm. and, you know, moves to, and maybe resolve the plot line with Sophia at the same time as the plot line with Carl. Or maybe not try to endanger both children in in one episode. That that maybe was too much plot to chew off. I don't understand why this stuff doesn't get resolved in the writers' meetings before they get out and film it and be like, "Oh, this is a mess. What are we going to do?" <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Uh, it's like ah, oh, yeah. Anyway, what are you going to do? Uh, so yeah. so the next scene. Um, well, we've talked about how the group contaminates the water supply. Um, but then Carol, Andrea, and Shane are waiting for Sophia at the RV, uh, and they've got a couple juice boxes set out for her, and they're telling her to wait she there, basically. Like 
<laughs> but, right. Yeah. No, but okay. First of all, they have way too many supplies out there, right? If they're checking every single day, then I don't think they yeah. need three bottles of water, a bottle of Gatorade, a ton of food. I mean, no. <laughs> why do you need all the supplies out there? And why do you leave it lying on the trunk? Why wouldn't you just put it inside the car and put food inside? So that way birds can't get at it, wild animals can't drag it off. I mean, goddamn raccoons can get in trash cans, all right? Uh-huh. You're expecting me to believe that no possum or raccoon has gotten into that bag of crackers? <laughs> yeah. Or why not put it in the RV, yeah. you know? Why are they using this car as base camp now? Uh, well, because they took the RV back to his farm. Oh, that's right. They did. That would explain See, a lot about... Say, huh? You totally fucked up the smart one routine just then, I gotta say. Yeah, you're right. Oh, well. I'll get it back next week. <laughs> your, your smart reputation is in jeopardy. You gotta yep. bring it. Uh, okay. So, in the next scene, Shane basically tells Andrea how to kill a man, uh, and how to try to forget <laughs> it, but apparently gotta, Shane hasn't done that yet. You gotta turn off the... You gotta turn off the scared anger sympathy switch. Yep, yep. Uh, and this is where I think Shane and Andrea are gonna hook up because I don't know, man. I think I think they're gonna hook up just in time because I have a theory on Lori's new pregnancy. Right. Uh, I think they're gonna hook up uh, Shane and Andrea just in time for Shane to find out that Lori has his kid on the way. Well, how would he know that? Uh, she's gonna tell because him. The first thing that Rick did on coming back to the survivor's <laughs> camp was plant his flag. You know what I mean? I, I get you, but you cannot tell me that they're gonna, not going to make a huge deal out of whose kid this is. This is going to turn into uh, Soap Opera 101. Yeah, I don't know. that. Yeah, I mean, who knows? It, it's going to definitely be a big, a big thing, but I don't know how it's going to play out. Okay. Anyway, so do you have any comments on uh, how to kill a man, or should we move on? Um, uh, number one, I thought that Andrea is showing signs of softening on Dale. Um, mm-hmm. and I also didn't think that Carol was appropriate with her, uh, bitch face to being to the group. <laughs> I mean, they're trying to give you positive words and you're spitting them back in her face when they're risking their lives to save your worthless daughter. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you, that, that calls for great grace and gratefulness, um, but just again, I think the writers are deliberately making me hate Carol. It's which is possible. an interesting choice, but whatever. Yeah, I actually read a pretty interesting take on Carol on on Reddit today. Um, For a bust it out, I'd like to hear it. Uh, I can't bust it out because I don't remember exactly what it was. But uh, go search on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> which one is the smart one? I don't. I, I can't remember. Hey, you <laughs> didn't even read it. <laughs> Oh, I've been busy. All right, let's keep, let's keep moving keep, on. Keep going. Uh, so next scene, Glenn and Maggie get in and get out. Uh, I think we all know what that means. They go to the pharmacy. Right. Which is now slang for doing it. Going to the pharmacy tonight. I thought he was, uh, he was the socially awkward penguin in this scene. And, um, like, at one point I thought he was quoting Pee Wee Herman's speech to Dottie from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> Okay. Like I'm a lonely daughter. I'm, I'm a loner, daddy. I'm a rebel. Yeah. And, and like, the, only he could make the awkward transition of you know condoms. Uh, you know, I, and I guess it does answer my question about whether you bear back in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, the answer is no. And you do not. You glove up. Yeah. <laughs> you do not throw caution to the wind. 
<laughs> well, I guess the cautions and wind part is having sex in an abandoned town that could be crawling with zombies. Yeah, yeah, that was a little less cautious than they could have been. Right. I, I think it's. I, I actually think it's pretty realistic for young people, though. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, Are you kidding me? When I yeah, was like, Glenn's age, I would have done it anywhere, anytime. Doesn't matter. Like if I'm if I'm writing like a survival critique, Glenn boning Maggie is going to be pretty far down on the list of mistakes for this episode. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Oh, definitely. It's defensible. It's definitely defensible <laughs> for sure. Speaking of which, uh, hot shirtless Maggie, where was that on the next time in Walking Dead? Right, that would have got me to watch right. the episode. Can I? You, you mentioned several times about the hot side boob action. Mm-hmm. What in the hell are you, I guess you as well, but the Redditors are obsessed with side boob. Side boob? Like, who, yeah, why do they, people decide that side boob is the best boob? I think it's not the, I, I like the full on boob. I mean, I know <laughs> we're not going to get on AMC, but. Sure. Uh, is I, the side, I think the side boob has become a fetish. Well, the side boob is really all you can get on television, right? I mean, sure, there are there yeah. are channels that will do more, but really, the majority of it is only side boob. So, side boob is as good as it gets. So, when you see side boob, you've got to think, "Wow, there, there! I finally got some side boob. I like that." All right, I guess it's kind of like bacon. I don't understand the internet's fascination fascination with bacon either. <laughs> okay, you can keep your bacon and your side boobs. I prefer scrambled eggs and full on boobs. <laughs> All right. So the next scene, Rick talks Herschel into letting them stay as long as they follow his rules. Uh, I thought, oh, no, 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 hmm? no. He actually promised to consider it. That's this, that's that's like uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like what I that's what I tell my son when the answers really no, but I don't want to break his heart. Uh-huh. <laughs> I promise I'll think about it. <laughs> yeah, I've thought about it. The yeah, I thought is about no. it. Yeah, I thought about it. No. A pretty half-assed, confet- uh, you know, uh, promise that he made. I thought. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Although I, I think he was considering it under the condition that they they follow his rules. So if they do follow his rules, uh, while he's considering it, he probably will let them stay. Is my guess. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, whatever. Uh, next scene: Maggie and Glenn return, and uh, Glenn is. Acting really weird. Maggie's super awkward with her dad. Do you think Herschel knows what's up with him? No, I don't think he knows. But I will say that anytime a woman, after you just got done boning her and she says it's a one-time thing, that means you were no good. <laughs> oh, poor Glenn. Uh, I mean, yeah, that was that, that was the st- uh, stunning indictment of his love-making abilities. Yeah. The fact she's like, yeah, I don't have, in fact, let's not ever talk about it again. It didn't happen. Uh, that was he, Tasha Yar talking the data, honestly. He, he should have Zerg rushed her, man. That would have worked way better. I think he did Zerg rush her, and it wasn't <laughs> it, was, it wasn't the satisfying experience she was hoping for. No? Oh, damn. Like, like uh, he got total victory in 30 seconds or less. Yeah. Okay, so then Daryl tells Carol. Daryl and Carol, those, those names are getting to me, uh, about the Cherokee Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think about the Cherokee Rose scene? Well, I think this is the biggest mistake Daryl actually made, trying to butter up Carol. Yeah, good I mean, point. That's, that's not going to end well. Um, but I actually thought, yeah, I mean, Daryl is a freaking, he's a beast. He's the best zombie slayer, the best woodsman, and a renaissance man. Absolutely. Daryl is, is proving himself here to be everything we want him to be. 
right. I, I did notice that in the RV, there's still a bloody handprint on the door from where the zombie attacked Andrea. That was pretty cool. So, yeah, I like how she she cleaned everything but the massive bloody handprint. Yeah, yeah. Why would she do Make that? Sure the, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't understand Carol. I think she's... I think she's a few bricks shy of a load at this point. I cleaned up. Maybe, really? Because I see a bloody maybe, handprint over there. Yeah, right? You need still need to do some work there. Maybe not take a day off quite yet. Didn't have any uh, windows. Yeah, I don't... I'm starting to come around to the idea that maybe the writers are doing a good job of Carol playing her as just unhinged. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're... I wonder if they're playing that with Shane a little bit, too. Uh, uh-huh. he, he certainly seems to be... Uh, deviating from his normal self a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so finally, Rick ditches his sheriff gear. The moment we've been waiting for for two seasons now, uh, he gets rid of it. First first of all, he gives his hat away, right? But then he immediately makes arrangements to borrow it right back. He's like, well, right. here, you, you can have my hat, but I want it back sometimes. All right. I don't know. I thought the scene, I was completely, and I'm easy to charm in this regard, but I was completely charmed by Rick's interactions with his son, Carl. And I thought that one of the reasons I thought Carl was very creepy in the first episode was, number one, the lighting was really bad. It was overcast, and it made him look uh, super pale, and his eyes were naturally dark. But also, I think he was playing a little older, but mm-hmm. it made him seem kind of like a, you know, uh uh, children of the corn type of type of character. Now that he was just kind of allowed to be a kid, I thought he was actually really good and really natural in the scene. And yeah. I liked him and Rick's interplay, and I, I just I really ate that kind of stuff up. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of. Why do with you that. think? Why do you think Rick had of of at all at of this time of all times put away the sheriff's badge? Uh. This almost certainly to me is because they found a place to stay, a place that's safe, a place that's secure. He doesn't have to be the protector anymore. So he he's finally able to relax a little bit. Hmm. He did seem like he, uh, you know, in, in his talks with Herschel, never really wanted to be the leader. Uh-huh. Which is odd because he's interjected himself as the leader in every situation. Yeah, considering he's a sheriff as well. That's kind of odd. Yeah, Right, so <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't, um, I wasn't, I wasn't sure about what the old symbolism was, and I guess that's a good take, but I still thought that kind of came out of nowhere. Oh, okay. Um, so finally, we find out that Lori's pregnant, and the episode ends. Um, my big question here is, obviously, this is what Jenner told Rick, right? That that Lori's pregnant. Yeah. I you, it I would imagine so, which is going to come out later when she goes and agonizes over telling him, and he's going to be like, "I knew already." Yeah. But it makes me it makes me kind of angry about why they set this up as some sort of mystery and then just solve it. Exactly because they paid it off through another character. I don't like that. No, I didn't either, and I also thought it was really oddly portrayed. Like, I wrote my notes, this is the most violent pregnancy test ever. <laughs> I didn't understand <laughs> what you meant by that, with the knife stabbing into the... Yeah, she, okay. she gets the knife out, and, like, they they frame it like she's going to go in there and maybe kill Shane in the tent. What? she bypasses there, she's... Yeah, you, like, you didn't notice, the, like, the, the way the camera kind of lingered on her knife, and, they, and, and, and no. um, you know, P.O. 
You didn't get that at all? Not at all. Although it's kind of well, funny to think. But, but even without the murderous intent, yeah, just why did you bring a knife out there, stick it in the log to squat down to pee? I, I just thought it was very aggressive. She had a very, she was on a mission to pee on this stick. <laughs> okay. I think she was on a Nothing. mission to find out if she was pregnant and needed protection in the meantime. I, I didn't think anything was out of place with the knife. I thought, hell yes, All I'd right. be carrying a knife or a gun or something. Well, I think that's a pretty shitty knife to take for anti-zombie purposes, don't you? Yeah, true. It's a bit small. Like, that's the sh- that's the shitty uh, trucker stop knife that they pawned off on Andrea. Yeah. I mean, well, why doesn't she take a machete out to go squat? Oh, well, because Carl's that got it. Carl's sleeping with that machete, man. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. so th- that's the end of the episode. Um I do yeah, have a couple, a couple to, more things. Way to take way to take the air out of the uh, cliffhanger from last season. Yeah, AMC. no kidding. Uh, so I want to give the kill uh, zombie kill of the week goes to everyone at the well, obviously, because that was the only zombie kill, and it was really grotesque. Uh, that was yes. a really disgusting kill, and I liked it a lot. Uh, the idiot survivor was- of the week is actually going to go to Glenn for agreeing to be lowered into the well. Yes, yeah, agreed. All right. Almost almost by default. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, really, I mean, there weren't too many bad decisions in here, but that was a pretty gratuitous one. Oh, I think I can come up with at least four. Four? <laughs> I, Whoa. I've yet, to fail to come up, I've yet to fail to come up with at least three. But, uh, <laughs> well, we'll yeah. see in your survival review. Uh, the other thing I want to do is I want to make an official prediction. I think... Oh, really? You're going to start this shit up again, Well, I'm not going to... I just want to make a prediction. Uh, It's kind of funny. I think that uh, the writers are going to complete the Grimes trifecta by having Lori get shot next. I think that that would be good for that entire family to understand each other's pain uh, during the time of survival. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) All right. That's like it for that the one. for the recap. Then, uh, do you have a bunch of feedback that we want to talk about? I don't have a bunch, but I do have feedback. Oh, I, you you gave me the impression that it was a ton. Oh well, it's just a lot to read over the phone. Is my was my concern. Oh, all right. Uh, oh. Um, so we got uh, we talked about our backlash backlash last uh, uh, week. Uh, Shane from Atlanta. Um, who could talk with authority about probably redneck accents and wait 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 Shane from it. Atlanta? I know, right? Really? Like, I, I like to I like to ask him questions such as why did you kill uh, Otis? Why didn't you know all that kind of stuff? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he actually talked. To, he actually talked about that in an email. He says that there has never in the history of cinema been a Shane that's a good guy, and it's annoying to him. <laughs> huh. Interesting. I don't know any other yeah. shows, honestly. Can't think of any others uh, he, right now. He's like they're always like they're always douchebags, is what he said. So anyway, he says, guys, please ignore all the fanboy bullshit about your criticisms of The Walking Dead. The show is not without fault, despite its popularity, and it should be okay to point this out. Uh, the primary reason I listen to your podcast is that you're not fanboy Homer pussies that love everything that's served to them. Keep on keeping it real, and I keep turning in, uh, tuning in. Uh, he says, besides three episodes, is sufficient leeway for finding creative grooves to bring down the hammer. And I think we did this. I think we brought the hammer down on this episode. Yeah, unfortunately, we had we had two good ones, and then they just completely 
dropped the ball on the fourth one. So they're two for four right now. Which is that's basically what they were batting in the first season. I thought they had, so. They had really they had three dynamite episodes and then two bad ones and then uh, a decent one and a bad. So I'm hoping they can just pull this out. Uh, Mike from Illinois, uh, writing into this last week, said uh, about our spoiler section, says, Lad, that was disgusting. You should contact your physician because, judging by your clientele, you've probably been exposed to clap. Please see Daryl for a dose. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Will do. That was our that was our bareback spoiler segment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. I can't – is this in um, – uh, Daniel W. says, uh, Hey, guys, a couple things have been bugging me about the show recently. I apologize if you guys have covered these points already. He said, Number one, Dale's gas guzzling shitbox from an RV that is always breaking down. When they traveled so far, they have not passed an abandoned newer RV in the highway or even an RV sales center where they would have the choice of the latest, brand-new, most uh, fuel-efficient RV with all the extra bells and whistles complete with miles and miles of trouble-free motoring ahead. That's a very <laughs> good point. That's a damn good Every point. freaking... Every freaking rural place I've ever been to has an RV sales place about every 30 miles. Oh, yeah. Totally. And I don't know why. Like, why are they... uh, is an RV, like, the most efficient vehicle you could possibly get? I mean, is that the ultimate zombie survival vehicle, or are there better ones? I don't think so. No? You, you just like to be able to efficient. shit in private, I don't think they're very fuel efficient at all. Oh, Okay. Um, so he says, I agree with your assessment of Daly's annoying pain in the ass and the worst look at ever. Uh, two, all the zombie blood and guts they seem to get on them in the run-ins of the walkers. If the survivor had the slightest cut or abrasion on their skin and then he got speared in zombie blood, he couldn't they contract the zombie virus? It occurred to me when Daryl and Rick gutted that walker in the woods and then reached deep into its stomach and digestive tract, it's like cutting open an AIDS victim and reaching in with no protection. Who would do that? I'm enjoying your discussion. Um, uh, then he just says that we're awesome, so I'll uh, delete that part. <laughs> Let's talk about this, because my problem with the show is there, again, these survivors, regardless of what we know, they don't know the, all the rules of the zombie apocalypse. Absolutely. And we see them at, at some point taking elaborate precautions, like uh, putting on a, uh, a full-face mask before they beat a bludgeon a zombie with, or sometimes they wear gloves, sometimes they don't. Um, like key dog just beat the shit out of the zombie with no protection whatsoever, and there was no need to do that. Why? I'm mean, understanding the heat of the moment you jump to the zombie, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. So why are they so inconsistent in their taking protection? I mean, you could have I... thrown a sheet over the zombie's head and then beat it to death. Sure, sure. Yeah, I'm not sure why they are. I'm trying to decipher how much they know about this zombie outbreak, and I'm pretty sure right now it's zero uh aside from the the really scientific stuff that jenner told them i don't think they know anything about how it works yeah so i yeah i I don't know if i'd be more cautious or less less cautious in that situation i'm not sure i'm just saying that it's so they know nothing except for how diseases work in general they Uh, should take basic precautions in in absence of a life-threatening event. And the fact that the show shows them doing that and sometimes and doesn't is yet another thing where it kind of, uh, I'm with uh, uh, I'm with Andrew here, kind of drives me crazy. Yeah, I guess the characters uh, are being a little dumb there. Or actually, is, is Daniel, my fault. Um, let's see, Mike writes in a very simple two-to-point email. He says, Daryl is fucking awesome. <laughs> yes, he is. 
I think we can agree to that statement. Absolutely. Um, so we got the feedback on a new episode, uh, starting with uh, professional podcast critic Andrew WB. Daniel uh, WB, po- not Andrew. Oh, shit, we've got an Andrew WB now? What? Either I've ascribed Daniels to Andrews, or I've, I must have, uh, forgive me if I've gotten this wrong, this might be Daniel, or maybe we've got an Andrew WB. Uh, or let me scroll down. That seems like too big of a coincidence to me. Yeah, it must be Daniel. I'm sorry. I think I got Daniel and Andrews uh, screwed up in the previous email, so let's let's switch that around. Um, I'm sorry. I'm walking out of a hotel room, and my neck feels like it's uh, been infected with the zombie apocalypse virus. <laughs> okay. I'm in a lot of pain. I'm in a lot of pain. Um, he says the, the farm and surrounding village exist in some sort of bizarro, zombie-free apocalyptic world where water and electricity flow endlessly, and folks fornicate freely, freely on the floor. <laughs> What's with the herd of cows, abandoned horses, and century-free pub tent sleeping quarters? Four wells and no waiting. Uh, he says the gun rule, no gun rule makes a lot of sense. Why should they worry? The split-rail fence should pretty much take care of everything. Feels like a big setup for someone leaving the barn door open. Why does the pathetic Carol not spend all of her free time searching for her little daughter? Is Sophia shaping up to be the season-long cliffhanger? Oh, my God, I hope not. They surely are not going to stretch us out three more episodes, are they? Uh, God, I hope not. And even if they bring her back with, like, Merle at the last episode, I, mm-hmm. I that's too long for me. They can't stretch this another mm-hmm. three episodes. That would be pretty righteous if Merle found her. That would be menacing as hell. He pulls up in the van and be like, I got your little girl. <laughs> uh, yeah. I kind of want that to happen now. That would be, that would be, uh, that would be justification for why she's been gone so long. Hello? Okay. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> okay. It's like, you heard strangely violent. It's like, I, are we I, having technical issues? I expected you to move on to the next message. He continues, the Swamp Monster skit was ludicrous. Nobody was really planning to drink from that well once the zombie had been extracted anyway, were they? Choose your battles, people. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, did they really end with Lori taking the test in the field? That can wasn't private enough. She's so emaciated that she'd probably start showing 15 minutes into her pregnancy. Did she really need the drugstore test? <laughs> I'm, <Yeah. laughs> I'm envisioning, like, a week from now, there's going to be a tiny fetus-shaped bump. <laughs> on her belly with like little 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 arm buds and feet buds. Uh-huh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, he says, oh, this guy's a Boston fan, it sounds like. Much like the Patriots' defense, they keep promising better things, but I'm starting to lose faith. Hell on Wheels, anyone? Um, I did not get to see Hell on Wheels. What do you think of it, Jim? Uh, I actually thought it wasn't bad. Um, and coming off what was not a stellar episode of The Walking Dead... It was actually a little bit of a relief. I thought the characters in it were really well done. Um, I see the criticism that uh, Seppenwall and Feinberg in their podcast kind of raised over Colmini uh, not really being enough of a meanie or enough of a charmer um, in this one. And I, I think he's one of the weaker points of the thing. But overall, I liked the show. I mean, it wasn't bad. Does it have podcast potential? Um, man, I don't know what we'd talk about really uh, with that show because it's it's really about atmosphere in that show. Um, yeah, 
So I, it's about like style and swagger. It's not so much, as far as I can tell yet, about like story and substance. So, well, we got some suggestions later on for what to cover up next. Um, I definitely want to watch it when I get in because I do like westerns. Yeah. Um, Levi Levi Jeans, who we know as the occasional host and contributor on Personal Arrogance, which is one of our favorite uh, podcasts. Yeah. Uh, we are we are buddies with those guys, and again, if you're looking for a good their their podcast motto is bridging e culture, nerd culture, and pop culture. Uh, uh-huh. You can find them at personalarrogance.com. And it's spelled arrogance like the beer, not arrogance like the asshat personality trait. <laughs> so, but Levi, our personal friend, says, uh, Hey guys, I'm still trying to catch up on episodes to the point where I can listen to the Breaking Good cast, but I'm glad I can get on board with you for The Walking Dead. You knock on the crazy idea of lowering Glenn into the well, but what was the better solution? Water is important, especially to keep Shane's earlobes from overheating in the sun. <laughs> uh, like I said, I think the better solution is bore up the well and, you know, use the other four. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it depends. How how easy is it for one well to contaminate the others there in the water table? Like, See, that's the thing. Like, a well, it's not like they're drilling to an underground lake where it all flows together. Uh-huh. They're they're drilling to, to saturated rock. Yeah. Okay? So I would think that that would be a natural stop for well for, for stuff to be, especially when you're talking about like viruses and bacteria and blood matter. I don't think that that's going to go from well to well to well. Like if it's mercury or something that's super uh, soluble in water, mm-hmm. maybe. But me again, I would kill the zombie in the head, drag its ass out, dump a, a couple buck uh, gallons of bleach in there, and call it good. At least good <laughs> enough for the cows. Sure. I wouldn't drink. I wouldn't drink out of it. Shit, no. But there's four other wells. That's yeah. what I do, Levi. Uh, so we got Brian K. Dub. Now we've got like three different W <laughs> W variants going on. Uh, oh. He says, "Hey guys, finally finally caught up on the podcast. So far, so good. Don't take any slack from listeners about your opinion. It shows issues, which it does. Say it. I love zombies, which is why I try to watch the show. Uh, but the show does have its major issues. You guys point out well." One point I have to disagree with you guys is with Dale. You guys really hate on him, which is okay, but we don't don't we need a sensible, caring person looking out for everyone in the group, a father figure? I really think he just cares and is trying to do the right thing for the group. Uh, well, if he really cares about people, why doesn't he keep a fucking lookout? <laughs> That's a good point. But I would also argue that we have that in Rick, don't we? Like, he's kind of been the father figure for all these people. Yeah, so. see, here's the thing. I think Daryl is the dad and Rick is the mom. And everybody else for the kid. <laughs> okay, gotcha. What if, so and, Herschel, and Herschel's the wise grandpa. I'll, I'll grant him adult status, too, so far. So what about Dale? What is Dale to the group? Who, who, who's Dale? Yeah. Dale's, Dale, the crazy Dale, uncle? Is the, Dale is the, the, the drunk uncle that you're not too sure about <laughs> at the family reunion. That you don't trust to keep lookout? <laughs> yeah, that you wouldn't trust to keep a lookout. He finds a hard he finds it hard to keep down a job you know makes inappropriate <laughs> comments might uh-huh. you know might, might say something insensitive or you know awkward yeah that's who i think dale is all right i can get behind that uh we got two more no three more feedbacks from facebook uh dave l says that this episode had to have driven you guys nuts lowering a live human down the well to lure a fucking zombie 
Really? Mm-hmm. How is removing the zombie supposed to decontaminate the water supply anyway? Zombiness has to be transmitted by bodily fluids, and you have to assume that the well is crawling with an extreme amount of zombie fluid. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh-huh. They basically made zombie tea down there, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, the farmer's, and the farmer-daughter Glenn sex scene, probably not best to have sex in an unsecured convenience store during a zombie apocalypse. I'm just saying. Farmer's daughters may be a bit embarrassed to have sex at daddy's house, but I think it would be more embarrassing to run away topless from a vicious zombie. <laughs> I think this week is a big step back after two solid steps forward. And I agree. I actually used that comment, Dave, as the open up my review for this week. Yeah, yeah, I agree anything, with that. Anything to add? No, I, we pretty much talked about it, and he hit our thoughts spot on. So. Tim S. said, there's a scene from tonight's episode where my only thought was, why the fuck did you even think that was a good idea? <laughs> yeah. I, in fact, I was saying that the whole time, like, when they were prepping. I'm like, how, how is this happening? How, how are the writers thinking they're going to get away with this scene? Yeah, who's letting this happen? Yeah. Or, or why is Rick everyone and- letting this happen? Well, because the two adults were away. Rick and Daryl were otherwise occupied, but the kids are doing some dumbass kid thing. Yeah, but what about Shane? Shane's supposed to be the survival guy now. Nah, Shane's a kid, too. <laughs> no, I don't buy him as an adult. No, not at all. Sorry. All right. Not after he shaved his head and gave that Otis speech. He's yeah. firmly in the, at the kid. He's at the kid's table. Uh, Danny M says, I love the podcast. I just feel you'd be better off uh, with a better show like Boardwalk, Empire, or American Horror. Uh, he says, I'm in for the long haul, but can't wait for the return of Breaking Bad. Um, so let's talk about this. Should we, I mean, I'm not jumping ship on The Walking Dead yet. Uh, if they, depending on how they end the season, I might. Uh, <laughs> but in the meantime, what would you guys like to he, hear us cover? Uh, we're definitely doing Mad Men in spring. We're definitely doing uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, we planned on kind of doing catch-up of Breaking Bad and The Walking Dead on the off-season, mm-hmm. uh, start recapping both on season one and work our way up the, through the back catalog. But, you know, if there's something else you guys would like for us to start on uh, that's that's good we can sink our teeth into. I mean, I've heard uh, Homeland. I've actually seen two episodes of Boardwalk Empire now, and I really like it. See, I haven't seen any of Boardwalk Empire, and that's a show that I heard really good things about. Uh, and I've wanted to check it out, but I just haven't. So I may go back and look pi- at that. Yeah, let's watch the pilot this weekend and see. All right, definitely. Um, uh, uh, American so Horror Story. Uh, American huh? Horror Story. I'm hearing is it's getting a ton of viewers. It's like the most popular FX show ever, or something. Um, right, right. But everyone I've talked to says it's gimmicky. Like this is not a show yeah. that has a ton of substance and is really good. It's just so different that people are tuning in. Yeah, and I'm not, I, you know, I mean, I'm not really down on the horror genre, and mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like something I'd be personally into. It but, sounded really you know, cool to me, like a horror, like a sexy horror show. Okay, awesome. I'm on board, because I love horror, and I love uh-huh. sexiness. But uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll check it out, but I I don't maybe have high hopes maybe for you. And, maybe you and Danny can recap it together. There we go, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? No, I think that's it. Um, why don't we close up the show and then do the spoiler section? Okay. Um, the out, uh, just want to make sure everybody's aware that if you want to see our reviews, uh, keep up with our podcast, 
go to baldmove.com. Leave us feedback at watchingdead at baldmove.com. Uh, you can also do so, uh, keep up with us and, and send us feedback at uh, facebook.com slash baldmove and twitter at baldmove.com. Uh, if you'd like to support our show, if you like what we're doing, uh, we'd uh, please... Uh, we'd appreciate you leaving positive reviews for iTunes, five stars if you can, uh, and subscribing. Uh, that also helps us uh, maintain velocity and heat indexes on iTunes. It helps our audience grow. Uh, and also, if you want to directly help support us, uh, keep the lights on, our hard disk spinning, and our bits flowing, use our Amazon affiliate link at amazon.baldmove.com. Everything you buy when you visit that link, uh, it costs you nothing, but it sends just a few pennies our way. And we appreciate that. Yeah, and I actually wanted to do a quick update on the iTunes goal for our reviews. Uh, we did not hit I 60. I told you. I know. You, you told I me. I told you. Uh, we got to 54, now, now which is whole, pretty good. Now the whole podcast base is deflated, and they're <laughs> yeah. not even going to turn out. We lost We're 30% of our reviews. listeners. Yep. <laughs> uh, but, I, but now I'm going to do it right, and I'm going to set the goal for 60 next week. So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know. After the, after this episode, uh, we might not even hit that because yeah. the episode's not that good, and we ripped it. We did. So the fanboys are going to be freshly pissed off at us. All right. Well, uh, that's it for the show this week. As always, uh, until next time, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. We're going to do spoilers. Yep. Stay tuned for spoiler section after the music. All right. See you guys then. Okay, we're back for the spoiler section. Uh, so, do we want to talk a little bit about the next week on Breaking Bad? Or, God, sorry, I next week on The Walking Dead? I didn't see because I watched it through iTunes. So, oh, no. I didn't see the. What? So, you missed out on Merle. Oh, he's back? For, for real? Uh, he may be for real back. Well, they definitely showed him in next week. But there, I was actually reading Reddit today, and there was a user on there who had a really good theory that it's actually just part of Daryl's hallucination. Because Daryl is, like, riding along on a horse or something, and he falls off, and he tumbles down this cliff, and he impales himself on one of his own arrows. So, oh, fuck. Yeah, so Daryl's hurt in the woods, and we're not sure if Merle is a hallucination or if he's real. Like, wouldn't it be horrible if Merle comes back with the girl and... Daryl's hurt, and ah, so much bad stuff could happen. Oh yeah, actually, I'm I'm fascinated by how that could go. Oh, or how about this? What if Daryl passes out? He's got the arrow in his back, and Merle mm-hmm. shows up, assumes that the survivor shot him in the back, mm-hmm. and then goes to the farm to wreak havoc. That might be interesting. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, because they're not—they're totally not prepared for that. Not at all. They don't have any guns, thanks to Herschel. 
Oh, man. Okay, so let's talk, <laughs> speaking of Herschel, okay. um, so they're definitely going to go down the path that the comics win, right? Absolutely. There was foreshadowing all over the place for the barn. Yeah. And in fact, I've seen a lot of people on Alan Sepinwall, whether or not they've seen read the comics or not, there are a lot of people are dead on in speculation that, like, yeah, they got... They got the, they got some zombies that hold up in that farm, that barn that they're thinking that they can save once the cure is found. Yep, yeah, and that's exactly how it plays out in the comic. And of course, things go crazy and they get loose and start eating people. And so. now, the one thing I've got a question about is they showed Maggie's being squeamish about killing zombies. Yeah, but didn't they just show in episode two her riding in literally on her high horse? Um, playing croquet with a zombie's head. Yes, they did. Yeah. So is this another instance of her being wildly inconsistent, or is it perhaps that she recognized the zombie in the well? Well, that's what people are speculating, that she knew the zombie, and so when she saw the head bashed in, uh, she was disturbed. And I'm going to go with the benefit of the doubt there and say that, yeah, she recognized that person. Maybe, but I think even if you think the zombies are still alive in some form that they can be cured, mm-hmm. once the zombie gets ripped in half, that's pretty much fucking game over, right? And once it's, I mean, even just the water damage was bad enough. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It may be just an inconsistency. Uh, the show has not uh, proved to me that it is not inconsistent. Right. I mean, that's, in fact, it's just the opposite. They just do, mm-hmm. they follow the rule of school, and if they paint themselves in the corner, they just fucking walk over to wet paint. Yeah, yeah. They don't care, so. Indeed. Um, okay, anything other, spo- any other spoilery stuff we want to talk about, speculation? Uh, so I think it's going to be very dramatic between Maggie and Glenn. I think they're going to become very attached, because that's kind of how it happens in the book, Um and when yeah. they have to leave the farm, she goes with them, obviously. And so. The thing is, I wish they had not played Glenn so awkward afterward. I mean, I can see him being awkward leading up to the point. But after he got him in, I think he should have been a little bit more suave. Because I'm yeah. finding it hard to believe that like they've ruined the chemistry that they had in the last episode. Yeah, I agree. Because like, he, he was a little bit more mature. Like, when he's out there praying to God, he... He actually came back with some lines that didn't sound like a little kid, you know? Yeah, I, like, I get the opinion that, like, Maggie doesn't even like him now. Like, yeah. when they're riding back, like, she looked like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did this. I'm doing <laughs> the ride of shame. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm with you there. Which so is still better than the ride of shame. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, maybe, she will, maybe she will go back to the Glenwell. I don't know. Wow. Uh, just as long as it's not well number two, that's all. Yeah, <laughs> that's Glenn Well too. He had he spent time down there. <laughs> it um, is. Okay, anything else? No, I have no other spoilers for this week. So, all right, I think we'll call well, it a cast. I, then. I will. Uh, I guess that's it then. Yeah, sorry for the audio problems the last couple of weeks. This week is unavoidable. Last week was our fault. Next week we will be well, back we- in full form. And hopefully Jim will at least sound good, even if my dulcet tones are less than dulcet. <laughs> I hope so, yeah. yeah. Unless I um, fucked it up again. We've got the, we, we, we still haven't missed one, so there's that. <laughs> there is that. All right, well, that's All it right. for the show. Thanks for listening, and join us next week. Good night, everybody.